Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. get our Bibles out. I heard an expression years ago, and it has to do with those back in the day when we all had hard copies of the Bible. It's only been of late in the last so many years that we've had them on our our computers and now on all of our electronic devices. But back in the day, you had to open this uh, book with paper and you'd had to, you had to look for everything. And uh, the saying was this, is that if you have a dirty Bible, a dirty Bible is one that's all soiled from you going from page to page, you underlining things, you putting you know, notations in it, you, you've taken that pretty white page and you, you kind of made it dirty with all the work you're doing on those pages. So dirty Bible, you have a clean Christian, clean Bible. <laughs> well, you know what the reciprocal of that is. Amen. Well, let's get out of our Bibles. Let's get ready to go. We're starting a, a new subject matter, and let's just call it the armor of God, or God's armor. Let's trust him now, not only for utterance. You don't want to hear what I have to say. That means you need to put faith on the gift upon me, the anointing upon me that I'd speak as the orals of oracles of God, and then you have to believe for revelation as well. Amen? So, Father, right now, I thank you that you've, you've ordained that we'd come together under the sound of your voice. I thank you for hungry hearts tonight, therefore they shall be filled. And, Father, I thank you that your spirit is upon me. Therefore, you have anointed me to teach. I trust you tonight. I, I lean upon you. I choose to follow you tonight. Yes, and I thank you for the words and the utterance you're giving me thereby. And I thank you for every ear. I'm not necessarily talking about the natural ears. I'm talking about the ears of the listener's spirit. I say you have ears that hear. I say by the Spirit of God, you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I declare and decree that the eyes of your spirit are enlightened so that you may know. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory, glory. Well, let's get into the word tonight. And as a believer, how many of you have found out that we have an enemy? <laughs> hey, did you get that checked off the box? You, you, you found that out. I, I didn't really realize for 24 years that there was such an a entity or a spirit being that we, we had uh, called the devil. I just thought that was just in cartoons or a script for a comedian called uh, Flip Wilson. I, I had, you know, I... I, I 
I didn't know there was a there was a fallen angel called the devil or Lucifer or Satan. Well, whether you got the memo or, or not, it's true. We have an enemy. And that's the reason that Jesus came to take care of him and his bunch. And uh, Jesus proved when he lowered himself to become a man that he could, with the help of the Holy Spirit by the Heavenly Father, that he could defeat our enemy at every turn. Now, as as the Bible clearly depicts and reveals that Jesus emptied himself, he became like us. And with the Lord's help, he defeated the devil at every turn. Amen? Amen. If he's going to do that for Jesus, he's going to do it for you and I because we are the body of Christ. When he looks at us as a body, he's he's not necessarily looking at us in terms of your humanity. He's looking at who we are in Christ. Hallelujah. Now, the Word of God is an instruction book of how we can put the Lord to work in our behalf. Amen? Amen. You know, when you begin to, to find the secret, it's not really, I don't want to say secrets, but it's, it's a mystery. When you begin finding the mysteries that are hid in the Word of God that activate what God has promised to be leveraged in your behalf, it, it, life begins to get fun. Amen? I want you going over to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm sure none of you realized we were going in this direction. Ephesians chapter 6. And first of all, as we begin to look at this portion of Scripture in the 6th chapter of Ephesians, I'm going to be reading from the Living Bible. Uh, That may be a little different than maybe the translation that you're looking at. But uh, we'll start with that as, as we begin. All right. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. He says, last of all. So he's summing up what he's been saying for six chapters. Last of all, I want to remind you. So this must be something that maybe we need to be reminded of. something that maybe we should keep before our eyes and walk with that insight day by day. He says, I'm reminding you that your strength must come from, where? The Lord's mighty power. Now notice where that power is. Within you. Remember over there in the third chapter of Ephesians, he says that, that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. And at that point we go, yay, God's working, he's working. But then it goes on to say where that power emanates from. It's according to the power that worketh in you. And if I'm not releasing the power, then God's got his hands folded. (laughs) Remember, we're talking about getting God to work in our behalf. And that means he needs our cooperation. Hallelujah. So our strength, our ability, our overcoming power comes from the Lord's mighty power that's already in us. So first and foremost, 
our ability to overcome our enemy and his strategies comes from the Lord. Everybody said, that was really weak. <laughs> that, was, that was like you, you missed that train that just went by. You didn't get on board, right? Let me say it again. It says that our ability to overcome our enemy and his strategy comes from the Lord. Amen. Hey, hallelujah. Let's go to verse 11. Now notice it says, put on. Well, that, that's something I have to do. That's something you have to do. Everything the Lord gives us, we got to put it on, right? What am I putting on? You're to put on all, not just some, not just a little. It says that we're to put on what? All of God's armor. What happens when we do that? So that you, the one who puts this armor on, will be able. See, we're looking for God's enablement. We become able when we put on his equipment. Hallelujah. When we do that, we're able to stand safe against all strategies and tricks of Satan. I like the way the Bible just, it, it, just, it never says some. It, it never says just a little. It, it, it never says just squeaking by. It's always more than you need. Because that's the God we serve. He's more than enough. Hallelujah. So this is stating that we've been given God's armor and weaponry. We have a lot more than just armor. We have weaponry. It's important to use all of it. Put on all of God's armor. Now, when we use the Lord's tools of war, I like that way that sounds. The Lord's tools of war to fight with, when we do that, that makes our battle his battle. Ooh. You see, this is information that our enemy doesn't want us to have. He wants to fight with us. But when we learn how to use what God has given us, then it, become, it becomes the Lord's fight. Right. Amen. The battle is now God against the devil. When the armor and the weaponry is being used and put on and executed, now the battle is between God and the devil. And you get to go like this and just watch them go at it, already knowing who's going to win. <laughs> Woo! This is fun tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's go on over to the 12th verse. Just keep on going down, Ephesians 6, 12. Now, it says that we're not fighting against people. You and I need to make note of that. You know, the enemy is always trying to get us into a flesh fight. Because then he gets us to, to fight amongst ourselves and not him. And we're putting energy into that which is futile and unnecessary. 
So it says that we're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood. That means that your mother-in-law is not your enemy. Your next-door neighbor is not your enemy. Your boss is not your enemy. Your pastor is not your enemy. Come on. Amen. Well, if people aren't my enemy, who, who is? Well, it's against persons without bodies. They are evil rulers of the unseen world, so you can't even see them. You many times can't feel them. You can't hear them. You can't touch them. And that's why they're cloaked in darkness because they're unseen they're there but it appears that they're not it's those satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule or attempt to rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spiritual world again our enemy is unseen that's why we go after people because we can see them and we see what the enemy's doing through them. And that's why we make the assumption it's them who our battle is with. But no, it's that it's the puppeteer that we're after. Come on. Amen. The puppeteer, remember back in the day when you'd have a, a wood stick up here with strings coming down it, and the strings go to a puppet, right? <laughs> that was my best puppet imitation. Uh, <laughs> not the not the best. Anyway. <laughs> When, when the puppeteer's going like that, you only see it, the puppet dancing around. Right. And we have to direct our attention not at the puppet, but at the puppeteer. Hallelujah. So our enemy is unseen. That means our enemy and his kingdom and strategies against us are spiritual or of the spiritual realm and that's why we need God's help amen, amen. Mm -hmm. if you and I can keep the battle in the realm of the spirit with the Lord's help we'll win every time but if the devil can get us into a flesh fight he'll win every time does that make sense hallelujah so we've got to bear that in mind so our battle in life is not with people, but with spiritual beings from the kingdom of darkness. Now, make a note of this. There are two things that we need to do with our armor and with our spiritual weaponry. There's two things we must do. And unfortunately, this subject matter has been taught, at least to my observation, with only one side of what to do. We need to work both sides. Or it's just not going to be God fighting the battle. Look here. Number one, two things that we have to do with our spiritual armor and our spiritual weaponry. Number one, we have to learn what it is. What good is a, what good is a, what good is a hammer if you don't know what it is? You got to know what it is. Yes. Amen? Amen. And then number two, you need to know how to use it. 
we got to know what our armor and spiritual weaponry is. And then we've got to learn how to use it. And that's when God starts fighting the battle for us. Amen? Now, let me, let me make an observation to you. Because when I've heard this subject matter taught in the past, it seemed like this is all we had. These seven, or excuse me, six pieces of armor. But I want us to know that if we have so much more, we're just looking at these six pieces at this time. So through Christ, we have more than enough weaponry to overcome the works of the devil. Now let me just mention our weaponry along with this armor that we're going to discuss in this study. Number one, we have the Word of God. Remember Jesus? How many of you remember Jesus? Remember Jesus, right? He was tempted. How did he fight that battle? With the word of God. Did he win? Oh, yeah. He did. We have the blood of Jesus. You've overcome the evil one by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. That's part of our weaponry. We have the name of Jesus. In my name, you shall cast out devils. Hallelujah. We got all kinds of prayer. We've got the prayer of faith. We got the prayer of agreement. We got the prayer of worship. We got the prayer of intercession. We got the prayer of travail. We have all sorts. The prayer of commitment. Hallelujah. The prayer of consecration. Those are all weaponry. The different kinds of prayer. We've got the manifestations of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Uh, We've got communion. Did you you realize that we fight the enemy when we partake of communion by faith? And not to mention, we've been authorized by God. We, We have... We've been given the keys of God's kingdom. That's his authority. And so these are just to mention a few. So I don't want you to think that just these six pieces of armor is all you got. That's all I got. No, we just mentioned, I don't know how many more than that, right? Hallelujah. Which one do I use? Well, be led. Come on. Remember how we do that? Just follow the Lord. He'll show you. Amen. All right, so with that in mind, this study is just focusing on the spiritual armor that Paul described in the book of Ephesians. So you ready to go? Giddy up. Here we go. Let's go back to Ephesians 6.10. We're switching gears to the King James. We're going to read this again. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren... So he's talking to believers. And that's why a lot of people don't get the New Testament. Especially people of the world that are looking for contradictions. Is that this book hasn't been written to them. You have to be a believer. You have to be equipped to understand the mysteries that are in this book. It's a spiritual book. And you can't just take the English words and, and, and figure out what they're saying. 
without help of, with the Holy Spirit. If you're just going to do it intellectually, you're just going to trip over yourself. So he's talking to the brethren and the sisterin. <laughs> he's talking to the body of Christ. He's talking to us. He's talking to all y'all. All y'all. Oh, that's y'all, that's plural, I guess. I'm not from the South, so I'm guessing. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. I'm glad it doesn't say be strong in Bruce. Come on. <laughs> no, I can, I, and if he's saying to be strong in the Lord, then we can be strong in the Lord. Don't let your mind say, well, I can't do that, I can't. Yeah, you can. He said you can. That's all you need to know. So be strong in him and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles at strategies or devices of the devil. For we're not wrestling against people, flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rules of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness, and they're in heavenly or spiritual places. Right? They can't be seen. Verse 13, therefore take up or put on. Right? You do that by knowing what your armor is. Put on the whole or complete armor of God that you with this armor, you with this armor, you with this armor may be able or empowered to withstand the evil day. And notice our posture. Notice our posture as we're up against our enemy having done all to stand. You notice it didn't say having done all to run. Having done all to put our head in the sand. When it's talking about standing, it means that you're looking face to face at your enemy in his armor. Amen. Yes. And... Let it be known that when you put that armor on, now he's looking at God. Because it's his armor. Amen. It's, it's kind of like if a tank pulls up. And it's got this big, you know, whatever diameter, you know, uh, cannon pointing at you. When you're looking at that tank, you're, you're going, okay. <laughs> You're, you know, here comes the white flag. But it could be Daffy Duck driving the tank. You don't know it. You can't see Daffy Duck. He's in the tank. Right? You know, he's, he's, he's in the tank. And that is, that's, you know, that's so many times we go up against the devil. We've got this armor on and we're thinking, well, I'm so weak. And I, I, well, he's not looking at you if you're in face. He's looking at the armor. And guess what? He's shaking it in his boots, and if you stand him off... See, when you stand, it's talking about you're standing there by faith, believing you now have the victory. Yes. And you're not going anywhere. Amen. He's the one who has to run. That's why the Bible says, if you'll resist, he shall flee from you. Amen. So it's clear that it's up to us to take up and use the weaponry the Lord has given us in order for him to manifest himself through us. I, I can't emphasize this enough. In fact, I'm going to repeat this principle all through this study. 
It's not just knowing about what we've been given. It's knowing how to use it. In all of his weaponry, all through, not just this armor we're talking about, but those mentioned beforehand, the weaponry, all operate the same way, through faith. Through faith. It says that faith is our victory that overcomes the world. Hallelujah. So, it's up to you and I to take up and use. Take up and use. Take up and use the weaponry the Lord gave us in order for him then to manifest through us. And it notes in this verse, take up the whole armor of God, that we're to put on the whole armor. The complete. They all work together. And then from there, we take up the whole, and having done all, and then we're ready to stand. All right, now let's go down through this list. And I can see right now that I really don't want to rush through this, and I, I don't want to keep you until 10 o'clock tonight. So let's just, let's just go a little bit, and uh, I'll find a place to unhook, and, and uh, we'll save the rest for next time. Amen? Now we're going to the 14th verse of Ephesians 6. We're going to read the list of, of armor. And, and then we'll, we'll see if we can get into it tonight. So it says here that, therefore, excuse me, stand, therefore. It's kind of interesting that verse 13 ends with that you may be able to withstand having to do all to stand. And then in verse 14, it says, stand therefore. So he's saying stand three times. You think it's important? Yeah. Come on. Standing is a position of faith. Standing is a position of trust in God. Standing is a position of confidence in him. Hallelujah. And, and, and it's a standing of all in. You're fully committed to what he's promised you. Fully committed. So stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Again, notice putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Having your feet shot or putting this on your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking. You see all you and I picking this up and putting it on so we can implement it? Amen. Verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you're able to quench maybe some of the fiery darts of the wicked one. Well, you're good. You might get most of them, you, you might quench, you, you may be able to absorb, you know, the, the, the greater measure of those. No, that's not how God rolls. Remember, this is his armor, not my armor. It's his armor. Therefore, it's more than enough. Notice it says that you're going to quench all 
the fiery darts. How many of them? All. All. Which come from the wicked one. The next two pieces. And take. Recognize what it is and pick it up. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword. Everybody say the sword. Of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, many times the word of God uses natural examples to describe spiritual realities. And so in order to describe and to explain our spiritual armor, the Apostle Paul is using the natural example of the Roman soldier's armor or gear, so to speak. And so like Jesus, Paul is using natural examples to explain spiritual truths. And he's helping us to see what this armor has the capability of doing because we can't see it with our natural eyes. But we can depict what the natural armor would do. Then you see what the spiritual armor was created to do. So we will look at each piece of this spiritual armor that we've been given. And understand that because our armor is spiritual, it's of this unseen realm. You, you and I live in God's kingdom, the kingdom of his dear son. Well, it's a spiritual kingdom. You see, the Jews wanted Jesus to establish his natural physical kingdom on the earth so he could displace the Romans. But it wasn't time for that. He came to first establish a spiritual kingdom on the earth of which you and I are a part of. So our armor is spiritual and is derived from the word of God. Hallelujah. All right. Dare I get into the next one? Looking for a good place to stop, which it might be right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just waiting on him. I believe that we got there. And uh, we'll uh, get into this list next time and begin with this girdle or belt of truth and start to uh, begin learning what that armor is. And I'm hoping that you and I will, will get some new insight. You see, this is a subject that years ago was well taught and extensively taught. But I'm seeing that there's some things that I missed, and so maybe there's some things that you missed. Maybe. And so I, I think where I've been missing it is knowing how to implement the armor. This is kind of the way that I looked at it. Just let me talk a couple more minutes. 
Like, for example, here, the, the first piece of armor we're talking about is the girdle of truth. And so I was taught what it was, and then I would put it on. I'm putting on my girdle of truth. And then I thought that that was all I was supposed to do. Thinking that it would work automatically. I've got it on. I believe in it. I got the girdle. Woohoo! But I was never taught how to implement the girdle of truth. And therefore, yes, I know what it is and I have it on, but I'm not utilizing what it can produce. I'm not utilizing how it'll put God to work for me. And for me, that became frustrating because I thought I had all I needed to do, and yet arrows were getting through. And so what I'm saying is I want us to go into this with a mind that is looking for the Holy Spirit to maybe make some revisions or updates or to give a broader picture of what we've been given so that we can utilize it 100% and get the full benefit from it. So, Father, we want to thank you tonight that even though we're in the midst of a fallen world, even though we have an enemy that is coming at you through us, I want to thank you, Jesus, that you did everything necessary in our behalf, to not only to defeat or to defang our enemy, but then to give us armor and weaponry to quench every fiery dart, every evil strategy against us, that we can, at every turn, get victory over the enemy, just like you did, Jesus, in your earthly ministry. How we saw you attacked many times for those three and a half years. But through God and putting on the army, armor he gave you and the weaponry, you accomplished what God told you to accomplish until, until you willingly laid down your life. I thank you, Lord, that we don't have to lay down our life. You've already done it for us. And so we choose to pick up what we've been given, not just to learn about this armor, but to learn how to utilize why you gave it to us so that you can fight the battle for us. We thank you for it tonight. Just lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You've given me all I need to win at every turn. Through Jesus, in his name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, we'll see you.